to Ethics of the Naval Warrior. I'm your host, Michael Sears. My guest is the president and CEO of the Boy Scouts of America. He came to the Boy Scouts after decades with an oil and gas infrastructure company where he was the head of all of human resources. And before that, he was a sailor in the United States Navy. Welcome, Mr. Roger Mosby. Thank you, Michael. Great to be here. Roger, this is going to be a wonderful conversation, a lot of things to talk about. And the key here is all about that first part of the Boy Scout law, everything about trustworthy. But before we get there, what do you do as the president and CEO of the Boy Scouts of America? Uh, that's a good question, Michael. Um, a lot of people ask me that every day, I think. Um, you know, my main role um, you know, I, maybe later talk a little about servant leadership, but I look at my my role as being kind of the servant uh, of the servants of the movement. Uh, and uh, I give leadership and guidance uh, to approximately uh, 6,000 employees uh, that do the professional side of, uh, of Boy Scouting. You know, we have a lot of volunteers, many something on the order of 800,000 volunteers that do a lot of the actual work. Um, but we have about 6,000 employees throughout the United States and some of our territories uh, that give guidance to those uh, to, to those volunteers. Big job. And that means you've got a special perch and perspective on this. But let's before we get to Trustworthy, let's talk about uh, your role as a sailor. Because I know your background, you used to work on one of the best looking planes in the Navy arsenal, the RA-5C. That's right. Uh, it was a beautiful aircraft. Uh, the, the, the nickname, of course, the Navy always had nicknames for planes. The nickname was the, the Vigilante. And uh, I think it, 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 its persona and its uh, shape and the way it flew uh, kind of, uh, you know, it, it kind of lived up to its name. So, yeah, the RA-5C, <clears throat> I think, which was originally uh, created uh, as, a, uh, as a heavy bomber. Um, but uh, uh, just right before, perhaps at the beginning of the Vietnam War, it was, recur it was uh, converted to a reconnaissance aircraft. And so it was fitted with all types of, uh, of cameras and uh, infrared and uh, you know, electronic uh, countermeasure uh, units, uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, that was the aircraft I eventually, uh, once I got through my initial training, uh, I went to work, work on. You know, I went to... Um, uh, to basic training in, uh, in Great Lakes. And out of Great Lakes, uh, I was assigned to the, the Naval Photography School in uh, Pensacola, Florida. I went through uh, basic uh, photography training. Uh, and then I got assigned to um, uh, the, uh, the RE-5C uh, unit uh, in, uh, at that time, it was uh, at the Naval Air Station in Sanford, Florida. And uh, I spent my entire uh, naval career, a little over four years, uh, with, uh, uh, with, with that group. Sounds like a pretty cool job. Uh, you're the guy who was responsible for really the business end of the RA-5C. Uh, they'd fly fast and low, fast and high, whatever, do a bomb damage assessment to make sure that uh, we assess properly uh, what the strike group did when they went in. But you're the guy who actually was taking those uh, those negatives and doing something with them. Yeah, I, my job every day, uh, you know, I, I spent a, a total of, well, I did I did two cruises. The first uh, cruise I was on was on the USS Ranger, and we deployed uh, uh, to Vietnam there about, uh, I don't know, a, a little bit less than a year. Uh, then the second cruise was on the uh, USS Saratoga, and that was a Mediterranean cruise. A lot different than the than the, uh, the the Vietnam cruise, but but totally, I spent about 
probably close to 18 months of working on a flight deck of an aircraft carrier every day. And uh, that was a different experience, as, as I'm sure a lot of you, you and a lot of your listeners uh, may, uh, may understand. The flight deck of an aircraft carrier is a busy place. So let's talk about that word, trustworthy. First, first of all, you know, I mentioned the scout law, so trustworthy is somewhere in there, right? To me, the, uh, the scout oath, the scout law, really trust is the, is the first point. Trustworthy is the first point of the scout law. The second point is loyal, and I think those two, two really go to, together. Because I think, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter what kind of an organization you are really dealing with or an institution, um, trustworthy and loyalty to me are the foundations for, for any uh, good organization. Uh, trust and, and loyalty, I think, are especially necessary uh, when I think back to my time in, in the Navy. I had to trust a lot of people. Uh, quite frankly, that they were going to do their job and they weren't going to screw up and uh, get me and a whole bunch of other people blown up in, in, the, uh, you know, in, in the process of that. So uh, trust was, uh, was really important. Actually, virtually every job, as far as I'm concerned, requires a certain amount of trust. Um, you know, if, if, if you watch, you know, really trust to me means uh, kind of a two-way uh, uh, kind of a feeling. In other words, I have to be able to trust you and you have to be able to trust me. It's a mutual type of an association. If I can't trust you, we're not going to have a very good relationship. Let's set the scene for a second back in the Navy. You're on a, you're on the deck of an aircraft carrier. You're on the flight deck. You've got planes moving around. You've got, these planes are armed. These planes are fueled. The ejection seat pins are out. So let's talk about trust from that perspective. Well, as I think I've told you before, uh, you know, one of my jobs uh, at the very last moment before the pilot and the navigator uh, crawled into the seats of, of those uh, those vigilantes uh, was I had to crawl into that back seat uh, and uh, check all the systems uh, as related to all the electronic and reconnaissance systems cameras, whatever it happened to be. And at that time, they always had the pins pulled uh, on the ejection seats. And I don't think I, there was, er, I don't think there was ever a time that I crawled into a seat that I wasn't nervous about that, uh, even though I knew that the, uh, the seat would not, uh, would not fire unless you, you pulled the, uh, the curtain down over your head. Uh, there was still that feeling. So I had to trust the fact that uh, uh, that that system was going to work as it's supposed to work and wasn't going to eject me on the flight deck. Uh, and at the same time, I had to trust the people that were actually doing that work to make sure they did it right. Um, you know, it, and then again, as a flight, as it, on the flight deck itself, uh, lots of things can kill you on a flight deck. Uh, I think I was probably most concerned about fuel, not so much uh, all the ordnance, although there was a lot of ordnance. Uh, you know, always had. Uh, planes uh, fully loaded with bombs and, uh, and missiles, uh, and occasionally uh, those would get out of hand. Uh, but uh, I was always concerned about fuel. I was always concerned about getting blown off. In fact, one time I did get blown off the flight deck from a, uh, uh, from a uh, Phantom, uh, which uh, had the same engines as the Vigilante, but just a little bit smaller aircraft, more of a fighter. And uh, I got tumbled off the flight deck into the catwalk uh, and, and that was a real scare. That was early on, and I can guarantee you after that, I had my head on a swivel trying to figure out where everything was because I didn't want to go through that experience again. That must have been kind of scary. Tell, tell me this. As a second-class petty officer, and you get to see your first uh, you know, Navy ensign or Navy JG, tell me about trust relative to 
that man or that woman, that that person that as a petty officer, very, you're very technical, you know your job, but you've got to work with that J.O. What does trust mean there? I, I don't know how it is today because my experience uh, is back uh, many years ago. Um, but I had different levels of experience and trust in, in Navy officers. Um, I don't remember a lot of the officers I worked with, and I don't remember a lot of um, uh, a lot of names. But one name I do remember is I remember a- Admiral Zumwalt, and Admiral Zumwalt was almost a folk hero in a way uh, to a lot of the uh, the, the men uh, that I worked with at that time. There weren't any women on ships, uh, and he was a very popular figure, uh, uh, certainly a, a father figure. Uh, within the Navy at that time. Uh, so there was that, there was kind of that extreme. And then of course I had, uh, I had officers I worked with every day for the most part, uh, they were pilots. And uh, I really couldn't think of anyone more, more trustworthy uh, than a pilot. I, 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 I really was almost in awe uh, that these guys would climb into the seat of an airplane, airplane and get, uh, you know, and get, uh, uh, thrown off the uh, the end of the flight deck and, and go over enemy territory and do their deal, and many times came back with uh, with bullet holes and uh, and, and fragments uh, from uh, from missiles that exploded but didn't uh, didn't uh, shoot them down uh, all over the side of the aircraft. I was just absolutely in, in all of those folks. Um, it's hard to, in a way, it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, junior officers, uh, you know. Uh, Sometimes the junior officers wasn't, they weren't too much older than me. And I looked at them kind of in the same way. Those, those that I worked with were, were very polite people. Um, sure, they, you, you, you gave the respect uh, from, a, from, an, uh, you know, from a, uh, a, a petty officer to, uh, to a commissioned officer. You, there was always that respect. Um, but I had a very good relationship with all the officers I worked with. Uh, and uh, as I said, some of them weren't more than two or three years older than me. Uh, so we were all about the same size and had a lot in common, except they were getting paid a lot more, Michael. <laughs> well, 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 we'll cover that in another uh, in another podcast, Roger. Roger, listen, thank you very much for spending the time. I know you've got a big job in the Scouts, uh, but thanks a lot for talking about Trustworthy and your time as a sailor. Well, you're quite welcome, Michael. You've been listening to Ethics in the Naval Warrior, produced by the Boeing Leadership Innovation Lab at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. You can find more of our podcasts by visiting the Radio Stockdale page at usna.edu.